You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Lyrical genius, better than a rocket, so extra. Jonah Jones, Miracle Moose, Sarah Ann, they're homeward bound now. Less than 200 metres to run. Uptown Beach Girl trying to shake off some moment somewhere. Jendon Strike goes to the inside. Deeper Swedish starlet, then Lyrical Genius, but she returns in fine style. Uptown Beach Girl, Uptown Beach Girl holds off Jendon Strike. He's just one of many highlights at the Selwyn Park program on Saturday night. Uh, Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Quality horses going around, particularly in the Young Brigade. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the Keybred Breeders Classic race night on Saturday night, so a lot of two- and three-year-old talent. But as you said, Uptown Beach Girl steps out in a really good mare's open. Cat King Cole, second up. Red Tricks, who's building this picket fence. She's aiming for five straight, so that's going to be a real highlight. But I think the racing, Steve, just in the next couple of months is going to be really strong week in, week out. We've seen that over the past couple of weeks, and it doesn't slow down this week. That's a really good card, 11 races again. Indeed. Our first guest, Trent Dawson, this morning. Thanks to Garrard's. Yeah, absolutely. And Trent's going to be a, a major player at this meeting on Saturday night because he's got one of his star performers stepping out in the Kibred Breeders Classic, three-year-old Colts and Geldings for real life is his name. He's a proven group one. Winner two runs back, successful both times. Trent Dawson joins us first up this morning. Trent, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Good morning. Back to his absolute best, or is he even better than what he sort of ended last season? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we've never had him any better than what he, what he is right now, but I, I think... Um... The way it seems, we're sort of building up towards making him um, to be even better, I think. So um, it's been perfect, the first two lead-up runs, but um, we're getting close to having to pull the trigger now. Well, one thing's obvious with him and those two victories so far this prep. The speed has not diminished in any way whatsoever. 54-7, 26 flat on the way home first up, and then last start, 55-5, 27-1. He's got speed to burn. Yeah, it's quite it's quite scary the sections he can cut out and um, the ease of which he's done it. Those last couple have been um, you know quite pleasing really. Um, you know, we're drawing seven on Saturday night. We're gonna gonna have to see another dimension to him. But uh, I, I I've always thought that the other dimensions were already there. You know, we're sort of um, so we'll get, we're going to find out I guess. Okay, what was the initial reaction with the barrier draw? Was it disappointment coming up with gate seven? Oh, I mean, it could have been worse. I probably would have... I'd rather seven than eight. Um, you know, I, I I really I really think, you know, it's, obviously we're going there. He's coming off the back of two really good runs. Um, you know, we probably don't know where we stand, but that race on Saturday night, you know, there, there's a you know, free thinker, Apollo Dreams, and a couple others there that have, you know, done enough to suggest if we can, um, you know, do the work outside of them and, and beat them, we'll, we're sort of... We're going there on Saturday night with a horse full of promise, but we, we could come home with a horse that, um, you know, he might just be that next level. Okay, tell me this. Uh, is there any sort of temptation just looking at that front row draw that you just pull the trigger early and just light him up and can he lead this field? I'm not going to lie, Chris. Every time I look at a field and draw seven, I, I get <laughs> I get that urge and I, I want to scratch it. But, um, you know, that, that's one of the options we can, we can use, that's for sure, um, you know. 
probably Sierra enough. That's, that's always my go-to number one option. But we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll do a bit of form, and um, you know, we'll just we'll just see what happens. I guess. Okay, so after Saturday night, uh, where do we go next? Do you go back to Redcliffe for that sales series race up there? Yeah, he'll he'll go back to Redcliffe for the sales series race, um, and then we'll just start, you know, letting him tell us the story of where he wants to go next. You've got the derbies coming up. Another big target race is the Hayden. I, I spoke with you last time, and I mentioned if there's any interest. Has has that interest intensified in recent weeks? Yeah, well, we're we're pretty close to sort of, um, you know, I won't be far away from just announcing that we've sort of, you know, we're, we're in the process of doing a deal for a pretty good barrier draw. So, um, you know, that's pretty exciting too. So, um, you know, realistically, we, <coughs> we've got to get a gauge on us from, from Saturday night where we sit with these horses. But, um, you know, the, the three-year-olds are sort of the, probably the lesser ones that are going to go into that race compared to what some of those four-year-olds are. So... Um, for us to be a good chance in that, we want to be stepping up against these horses on Saturday night. Okay, but you can't have him any better? No, I, I'm tickled pink with him, actually. Um, I mean, in saying I can't have him any better, I, I don't think I've ever had, um, like, his last two, including the trial, like, the, the con- bit of consistent racing into him like he's had. So, um, I mean, I think he's the best he's been so far, but I, I think he's definitely, um, you know, still got more in him and we're, we're building towards it. So, I mean... You know, realistically, his first two runs have worked out perfect. We've run sort of, you know, 400 metres the first start and then we've got, you know, probably six or 700 metres the second start. So he's, um, you know, even even just for his for his preparation coming into this carnival, it's um, it's it's not going to hurt him to have to, to run a pretty big mile on Saturday night and, um, you know, it'll only make him tighter and fitter for the carnival ahead. Okay. What about going beyond a mile? Is there any concern with for real life beyond a mile? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think he's, you know, probably at two he was a little more aggressive than we we would have hoped. So we didn't really know what um, you know what would transpire at three. But he's he's been perfectly quiet. Um, you know, really nice to drive since he's come back at three. So. Um, you know, that was probably my only hiccup, but but it doesn't seem like it's a problem now. Okay. So if you've got him pretty much locked away for the Hayden, does that mean that you're going to have dual representation? Because Future Assured looks assured of getting a spot there as well. Yeah, well, yeah, Kevin Kevin Seymour, who owns uh, Future Assured, he's, he bought Barrier 8. Um, you know, at, at this point, I, I think Future Assured was pretty good. His first up run a few weeks ago, so... Um, you know, he's probably going to take that spot, and um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think you so you got a couple of runners maybe into a um, quarter million dollar race. Mm. And just sort of going probably a, a step further, maybe with barriers one and eight. Yeah, well, it's uh, it certainly beats coming from barrier seven like Saturday night we're coming from, but <laughs> it's um, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. Be nice to think if we um, we had some form with a couple of horses going in there into a race like that with one and eight, um, you know, it'd be a pretty formidable combination. He was unbelievable first up, future assured. Scorched the Albion Park Oval 51-3. Where do we see him next, and how's he come out of that race? Yeah, he's come. He come out of that race fine. We were going to race him the week after, but um, just the way races. We, we tried to rate, nominate him for um, for this Thursday. The race didn't hold up, and um, we just 
didn't really want to get him too far up the grades so we could at least have a little bit of wigger room to make sure we get a couple of lead-up runs into the carnival. Um, so we sort of just, just wouldn't say eased off on him, but we, we just sort of decided not to race him for a couple of weeks just, um, just so we can plan that carnival out. Okay, I've got to ask this question. I know they're a year apart, but who's faster? Is it for real life or is it future assured? Oh, I, I, they're, they're fast in, di in different ways. Future assured, you sit behind him and um, when he's going fast, you know you're going fast. Whereas for real life, just has this un uncanny ability just to, uh, to extend rather than, um, rather than speed up. So he's, um, yeah, like there's probably not much between them, but... But I probably, I probably think that um, for real life, probably a bit faster at this point. Wow, that surprises me because, like, future assured, he was just sensational first up. 26.6, 30.3, 27, 26.6. I think I mentioned in the broadcast, he blew my hair back, and I don't have any hair, so that takes some sort of doing. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was a, it was a pretty good run that one, um, and he, he probably. Surprised me a little, even too. I didn't, I didn't expect him to do it that quite so early in the preparation. But um, yeah, he he can he can just get over speed, get over ground, and doesn't doesn't seem to worry him too much. So um, yeah, no, it's um, they're they're, they're actually they've they've both stepped up a whole whole lot the last three months. So um, you know where we were at the end of last season probably seems different to where we are at the, the you know this part of this season. Yeah, it's very exciting. Speaking of stepping up, Talent Despair was back at the track yesterday. She had a trial between races, a proven Group 1 winner. And, and like the, the boys we were just talking about, she certainly hasn't lost her speed. She was very good yesterday. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's pretty much been 12 months since she raced. Um, you know, probably, you know, she sort of never had an injury that was going to keep her out for 12 months, but it just, it just kept sticking on a bit longer. And she's She's um she's actually come back a hell of a lot better than what she was 12 months ago. I'm sure. Um, like I, I keep on seeing all the um you know the talk about these mares, and I, I think she's a little bit forgotten, and rightly so. She's been away for a long time, and there's been um, some mares doing some good things, even just locally. But uh, I think uh, if we can if we can get her near somewhere to to what she was when she was at three, um. You know, I think I think she's going to give these some of these mares a bit of a run in this carnival if we, if we can get a few runs under her belt first. Okay, so you're going to be watching that mares open on Saturday night with particular interest, then? Well, probably not. I'm probably I'm either going to be celebrating or commiserating after uh, <laughs> after the breeders, but it's um yeah we'll we'll probably we'll probably look at the replay come Monday or Tuesday, I reckon. Right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, hopefully on Saturday night you can uh, tuck away a uh, Qbred Breeders Classic final with For Real Life. He's looked so good in the two runs back this campaign, and a lot to look forward to with future assured and talent despair. As always, Trent, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Thank you, Chris. There's Trent Dawson joining us. So he's got some power in that stable. There's no question about it. And they've got speed to burn those uh, those three horses. For Real Life, future assured, talent despair. So a lot to look forward to. Uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it ain't going to be you a dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the little one there, you just, yeah, you concentrated fully there. Um, mm. Mm. Pete McMullen is with us, leader Peter. Well, Pete's a dad as well, but uh, there's a lot to look forward to with Pete because I think he's a good chance of winning both Breeders Classic two-year-old finals on Saturday night. He's driving the unbeaten filly, Riley Rainbow, and in the Colts and Geldings, he's got the 
choice of three, and they all look to have some sort of claims as well. Peter's online with us now. Peter, appreciate the time. No worries. Good morning. Have you made a decision on who you're going to drive in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings race? Yeah. Um, at this stage, it looks like I'll probably drive attachments. Um, after sort of having some discussions with some owners there, I think a bit of a push that way, and he came up with the best gate, so uh, that's probably the way I'm going to go. Okay, attachment for those that are unaware. He's the younger brother to Black Sedans, Big Wheels, and he's a full brother to Away We Go. I'm glad you sort of mentioned him and you're driving him because I wanted to ask, I wanted to get your breakdown on that recent trial at Albion Park. He led up and had Colt 31 Park outside him. Colt 31 won yesterday, and he was just probably a length behind them at the line. It was an exceptionally good trial, that trial. Yeah, I was really, really pleased with the trial, um, you know, Probably a little unusual parking Colt 31, but he got stood down for start prior for you know wanting to hang up the track a bit in front. So I wanted to want to put him in that same scenario. I made sure he wasn't going to do it again. He drove perfect, and um, so that was the reason sort of why we parked Colt 31. It's quite an ideal having to you know, park a, such a champion like him with a two-year-old. But um, you know it certainly gave us a good test and a good sort of idea of where we're at. Okay, how's he come out of that trial? He seems really good. I think he's come through it really well, actually. And, um, yeah, no, all, all seems to be really well for, for the breeders this weekend. OK, so do we adopt similar tactics, just try and lead all the way? Well, I, I think so. Like, you know, uh, obviously the emergency barrier one, he comes to um, well, gate number two, but more, more than likely you would expect to be gate number one. So, um, and with the tendency to want to lug up the track a little bit, you know, in front's probably the best spot, spot for him. So... Um, yeah, ideal well be in front and um, you know make them all trying to catch us. Okay, just on the other pair, Delhi Rowan checking out the talent. Delhi Row, he just gives the impression he keeps improving every time he steps out. Yeah, he was always the pick all year um, between these sort of three boys. Um, you know, he, he sort of we always sort of really liked him, had a good opinion of him. He started off a little bit steady, but that last start where he won, you know, he, he probably his splits were you know really sharp and. They're probably the best splits of the you know any two-year-old race all year. So I think he gets better and better each week. And, um, you know, he's actually probably picked up and done good with the racing and actually really improving. So, um, yeah, he's probably he's probably going to need a bit of luck from the draw there on Saturday night. But, you know, he's certainly a horse that's sort of improving all the time. Mm, so come triad time, he could be a real player. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if he sort of continues to improve throughout the year and, uh, which I think he will. Um, you know, all, all three of these horses they haven't had a lot of lot of racing or even, you know, a whole lot of sort of experience. So I think they'll all improve. But um, he's the one that, yeah, definitely think so. You know, whole level of ability. Okay, and checking out the talent, I, I get the feeling this is not a bad draw for him. He's got a really good change-up speed. So drawn off the second row, you don't have to do anything with him early. So if they sort of overdo it, he could be uh, storming home at the finish. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's probably been a little disappointing, really. Um, you know, we we thought he did have really good speed, and he has shown glimpses of it, but he's also been a bit disappointing a few times. So, um, you know, I think drawing at the back line probably is a good thing, and he can probably just sort of sit back and not to do too much early and hope they do go a little bit too hard and then run over the top of him late. So, yeah, if things work out for him, he definitely could be with a chance as well. Okay, well, that's the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, the two-year-old Phillies, Riley Rainbow. Three starts, three wins. I'll ask this question. Are the Phillies at this point just a little deeper with uh, depth compared to the boys, or is it quite even in your opinion? 
I think it's pretty even. Um, you know, it, I think the Colts are probably um, they're probably just not quite there yet. I think their ability is all, all definitely sort of there. They just haven't quite shown on the racetrack yet. I think the Phillies seem to be more forward this year, but um, yeah, it very well could change. I think, but uh, yeah, Riley Rainbow, she's she's just a little gem. Um, you know, a perfect little racehorse, and you can't fight what she's done so far. Yeah, well, this is going to be a biggest test to date, uh, looking to overcome the outside of the second row over a mile, full field, so she'll need to be at her absolute best. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, and um, yeah, but the draw is disappointing, but at the same time, you know, her men have seemed to be so good, so, um, you know, we can sort of do a bit of, you know, through throughout the run, or we could wait for late, it sort of doesn't seem to matter too much with her, and uh, it'll be will be a really good test, which we're looking forward to because I don't think we've really found the bottom of her yet. She seems to just sort of do what she has to. And um, so far, that's all she has done and it's been good enough to win. And hopefully this week it's the same. Okay, there's some good fillies here. Who are you more worried about? Better Collect drawn two, more Sass seven, or Everard up from Sydney drawn nine? Yeah, all three of those fillies are, you know, all very, very good fillies. Um, you know, I think, you know, the way the barrier draws are play, it's going to make a very good race. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it does play out, and I think those feelings will all be in, in the finish. Okay. I want to go back to last Saturday night, the track record holder set up. He got beaten Black Sedans. What was the takeaway for you from that race? Um, I was still super happy with him Saturday night, um, you know, to park out, and we went solid time, and obviously in second up, we, we knew that he was still a little bit gross and still has been improvement there. So, um, you know... It's um, one of those things. It's racing, and the winner, Pete, said so. Yeah, you know, dream run. So, um, you know, maybe if if he had had to, you know, come a little wide on the track, the other horse, he, he may not have got past us. But um, anyway, all in all, he, he was still really good and come through it well, and onwards and upwards. A couple of things I wanted to ask just from that race. Firstly, were you surprised that you were left parked out? Um. <laughs> A little disappointed, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised. Um, do have a lot of respect for Governor Jude, John, and um, the majority of the times these two horses have met, Governor's had the edge. So, um, you know, you sort of can't can't be disappointed that he he did want to hold us out and had to make us do a bit more work. But um, you know, we certainly sort of showed that he, he can park out and and be be very competitive. So hopefully, mm. we can get, gain some respect from that. Yeah, the other thing that I wanted to ask, he wears that Murphy blight on the inside. So did he get proper sort of siding of, of Pete said so late? No, I do think um, he was a little oblivious to him being there. I think if he had been on the outside, I think we would have probably been on a fight on a bit harder. Uh, because, you know, it, it certainly seemed like he was sort of racing Mac Da Vinci there on the outside and that horse just, just slipped by without him sort of realising he was there. So, um, yeah, just sort of part of his equipment, I suppose. And things we've got to deal with. All right. Uh, just on his brother's big wheels, he's been looking really good at the trials. So obviously he's ready to go. And away we go's also had a couple of trials. So are you happy with them? Uh, so happy with the big wheels. He um, seems to have come back bigger and stronger. Obviously he's uh, you know, a group one winner and he, um, he's been a super horse his whole career. And you know he had a really good spell, which he hasn't had for a long time. And I think he's come back even better again. So we're pretty excited about his whole campaign and, you know, I think he could definitely match it with some of these um, feature races coming up, especially the, you know, I think we've seen late there last year coming off the pace, how, how effective he can be. 
Mm, yeah, you can follow a target. There's no doubt about that. And just a couple from yesterday. Top of the moment, what happened there? Because he looked so good in those two victories prior to yesterday, but uh, that, that was not like what we'd seen uh, in those two victories prior to yesterday. No, we've sort of got no explanations there. He just sort of just wasn't himself. Um, you know, throughout the whole run, he didn't feel himself and didn't quite trot as good. But, um, yeah, that's one of those things that's, you know, we also are entitled to have bad days. So, fingers crossed, he uh, bounces through okay and... Um, we can, you know, hopefully we can still aim him for the, the race like the square and, um, yeah, but hopefully onwards and upwards for him. But, um, anyway, it looks like we might have another one for the square as well. So, all right, Gus, well, I want to talk, he, he, uh, yeah. go on. Uh, yeah, obviously Gus trialed yesterday and was pretty impressive. So top of the moment was disappointing and Gus stepped right up and took his place. He's got real speed, Gus, doesn't he? Yeah, I was um, very surprised at how easy he just topped the 27 seven quarter yesterday. It was, uh, yeah, you know, not many trotters can do that, you know, especially under, you know, the, the way he did it with, um, you know, still more to come. Yeah, he looked really impressive. And the other one that was impressive for you yesterday, speaking of former Kiwis, RD's Flash. He's here for a derby campaign and uh, he opened his account with a very easy win. How do you rate this guy? It's It's a little hard to sort of, line him up at the moment he's just doing what he has to and he's pretty casual and um you know i was very impressed at the way he moved away from those horses yesterday uh times didn't seem great but i feel like if he had something there with him he would have got you know really quickened and extended a whole lot more okay so where do you go next with Artie's flash there's a three-year-old race saturday week i think we're looking at um and then from there into the Redcliffe derby i think it goes um so yeah all is going to plan with him he um yeah hopefully we can really match it with some of these good three-year-olds well he, he's doing everything right at the moment he looked good in that trial and he looked uh, very impressive yesterday so he's the uh, the younger full brother to uh the star mayor in new zealand rd's express so some um really interesting horses to look forward to uh rd's flash the three-year-old aiming towards the derbies and gus uh he was very impressive winning that trial Hey, Pete, really appreciate the time. As always, best of luck over the next couple of days, in particular with those Breeders' Classic races on the weekend. No worries, Chris. Thank you. Pete McMullen joining us this morning. Thanks to Garrard's Mobile Rolling. Better zip it in front. Here's Spirit of St. Louis. Better zip it's in front. Spirit of Louis, St. Louis. Then Jumping Jack Mac. Better zip it. Spirit of St. Louis. Better zip it just in front. He's fighting plenty. Better zip it in front. And Better zip it has won the Nullarbor. Spirit yeah, of St. Yeah, million dollar race in April in WA. As we know, he's Australian record. Chris is outstanding. Six or seven in Australia. Uh, better zip it. I'm going to ask you a question because we've got a special guest joining us, uh, Cam Bray from New Zealand Bloodstock. Their weaning sale is just around the corner. Better zip it came from that sale. What do you reckon he cost? Oh, I reckon less than 10. A lot less. Have another guess. A lot less. Uh, four. 4,000. Less. <laughs> oh, really? Cam Bray is with us from New Zealand Bloodstock. How are you, Cam? Not very well today, boys. Very well. This horse epitomises a bargain from your sale at New Zealand Bloodstock, the wheeling sale. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, we've had a number of uh, great purchases over the years and some value, and I'd say better if it could take the cake at $1,500. Um, it's a reasonably good conversion. Cam, this is the sale that copy that also came from. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he was a $7,500 purchase. So... Uh, 
Look, um, and, and, and also, like the, the list does go on. Majestioso, the uh, uh, trotter of the year down there in Victoria, he also came from the sale. Um, so, look, it's a tremendous sale um, of value. Uh, and, and, and is actually a, a good, genuine sale to buy um, some serious, serious racehorses. Yeah, well, a couple of those serious racehorses that are doing great things right now, away from Better Zip it and copy that. Uh, horses like My Alderman Baxter, we know well here in Queensland, Alton Meteor, Sinbad's a, a star of the All-Stars stable right now. So it seems to keep producing year after year, this sale. Yeah, it does. And, and we're very lucky uh, to be supported so heavily by the two major studs here in New Zealand, and Alabar and Woodlands. Well, look, they uh, they produce probably 90% of the catalogue for us. Uh, it's a it's a real thing for them. They're obviously breeding uh, a number of horses for the industry, and uh, look, um, they are you know getting those results as you can see just by the sheer fact that no one can take a hundred yearlings to a yearling sale. Yeah, am I right in saying Macca Lodge comes to the party for the year uh, for the Weanling sale for the first time? And Macca Lodge, they're in the news uh, just recently announcing that they're going to have the rights for Perfect Sting this upcoming breeding season. So. Macca Lodge, they're, they're now part of the Weanling sale team? They are. And uh, for those that know New Zealand, Karaka, where we sold the horses, is in Auckland. Macca Lodge is probably the furthest point away from Karaka you can get in the uh, southern part of the South Island. So those Weanlings, uh, they're on about a three-day journey to get where they're going. So uh, we're really pleased to have them in, the, in that market. Um, and, and, and the reason being is, you know, over the last few years, this sale has grown from strength to strength. Um, and it, and it is now probably what is the only wingling sale in Australasia. Um, and, and it's just a, now turning into such a great place to sell uh, standard bread wingling. Yeah, Cam and Steve, like I understand this time next week, is it the sale kicks off of over 120 lots. Um, tell us about more of the detail of how people can, can get involved and maybe a prediction of the, the top couple of lots. Oh, I'm not a great one at the top lines because I reckon they're all good. It's, uh, it's the eye of the beholder. But to, to get to basically, although we would love to say all the photos and videos are online now, just due to um, the weather conditions in Auckland, we've had a couple of cyclones and bits go through there. So the, these big starts have struggled a little bit to get their photos and videos. But really the source of information for anyone looking to come is nzbstandardbred.co.nz. Uh, it has all the pedigrees, uh, photos, videos, any reports that uh, the vendors want to upload. Um, so they're all there. I think Woodland Studs should have most of their videos up now by the end of today. Um, anyone that wants to get in touch with me, uh, I've inspected all those horses, um, and they will be on the grounds from Tuesday next week, but more than welcome to give me a call. You'll get my details through the website. Okay. A couple of other things I wanted to mention, Cam. Uh, it, it makes for a perfect sort of weekend getaway. So you've got the, the Weanling sale taking place next Thursday. The following day, Friday night, it's Auckland Cup night. So you'll see all these great stars stepping out. And you can stay at the new Doubletree Hilton, which is right next to the sales complex. So it makes for a perfect weekend getaway. It does, yeah. No, and that's, we've purposely done that. Um, back in the days when we used to sell copy that and and better zip it and the horses like that, we used to attach it to the harness jewels, if you remember back to those days. So with the change of season and the realignment of uh, the racing carnivals, Auckland Cup obviously being where it is, we felt it was a, a great place to attach the sale to it to sort of create a bit more of a, an event-type uh, style of thing. And, uh, yeah, we're very lucky with the new Hilton um, Hotel that's been uh, built on the grounds um, at Caraca. To, yeah, you can sort of come to Auckland and have a, a couple of three nice days. Yeah, absolutely. And just for our Queensland listeners, 
There's a lot of quality in this catalogue and there's half a full relations to really good Queensland performers like Delightful Dude, Alter Orlando, Saucy Dreams, Charm Offensive, Star of Montana, Jack of Watch, Glenn Ferry Hood, Motu Amethyst, I'm No Outlaw, uh, Hello Jolene, Jolene, My Alderman Baxter, Joey Lincoln. So there's a lot to look at and there's all types of stallions representative. You've got the proven stars, Better's Delight, Art Major, Captain Crunch, Lazarus, and you've got a lot of the new stallions, including Better's Wish, who's garnering really good interest in North America, Alderman Sniper, Elite Stride, The Trotter. So something for everyone. Yeah, I think out of the 123 uh, lots catalogued, there's 22 different sides represented. So there is something for everyone. Uh, and, and as you can see in the in the sale prices, we said of better zipper copy that there is there for all sorts of uh, at all levels in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of the Fane Black Watch family spread amongst those pages as well after scanning the catalogue last night. Yeah, well, it's one of the one of the families of the New Zealand stud book, and uh, you know, as you say, there is plenty of them. Um, it, it, it's this sale has moved away over the last you know five to ten years of being what was more of a clearing sale. This is actually a genuine wheeling sale, probably moving towards more of the the thoroughbred type uh, model where horses can be bought and uh, tried or bought and then pin hooked and resold. Um, so there's there's pedigrees all through these things that if you're interested in buying and put through another yearling sale, you could do and you could do so with a lot of confidence. Cam, what if you can't make the sale? You're listening through the Radio Tab Network today. Tell us about that process if you wanted to do it remotely and and, and being able to register for this wheeling sale next week in New Zealand. Yeah, so my advice would be go ahead through to the uh, NZB Standardbred website. Uh, you can then I registered a bid online. We uh, through COVID, obviously, we all had to adapt in one way, shape, or form. We built a online bidding platform that now has basically become a part of how we run our physical auction sales now. So if you go through that, register that process there, that sale is conducted in real time. It's 100% up to date as far as as fast as the auctioneer can go, as fast as the uh, bidding platform can go. Uh, and a number of horses have been bought from Queensland through that same very uh, platform. Okay, one final question for you, Cam, this morning. The buzz horse in New Zealand right now steps out on Friday night in Auckland. She's chasing win number 14, Millwood Nike. She's unbeaten this filly. She was sold through NZB Standard Bread. That was a couple of years ago now. Do you remember how much she sold for on the day? No, I can't on the top of my head. I can't on the top of my head. I do remember, though, selling the mare, the mother of oh. Millwood Nike, after, it won its, after Millwood Nike won her very first race. Uh, for about $63,000. Uh, $63, um, now, amazing what time can do. Imagine if we tried to sell that same mare now. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know someone who's got a relation to uh, to this uh, filly, uh, a half-sister, and uh, I get reminded about it all the time. 75000 by the way, Millwood Nike. It seems like a steal now. Oh, doesn't it? You know, just a generational filly here. Um, and, and I dare say we could be going for another one by the looks of it uh, on Friday night. Mm, I'm just amazed yeah. at Better Zip. It was so cheap. And, you know, copy that, for example. Um, what, what's he won? About 30-plus races, Chris? Yeah, well, he's got earnings, I think, in excess of $2 million now, Cam, hasn't he? Yeah, I think it's 30, 33-odd 30, uh, wins to date. And, uh, look, he he is a very, very good horse. You know, um, Better Zip, a very, very good horse. Just probably um, it just shows you sometimes when we go to, say, a yearling sale, things have to be so cheery, right? Um, where a weanling sale, 
you know, being slightly small or slightly bigger as a weanling can be forgiven. Um, and it just shows you time is a wonderful thing in this game. Mm. Cam, just in the thoroughbred world, running talking to Neville Morgan, who loves Caraca, this guy, Mulcaster, finds these horses. You know, Cucaracha, who won the Queensland Derby, 130,000 a couple of years ago. Kovalika, who runs in the Dooman Cup, hopefully en route to the Derby, um, cost 110,000. And a fair to... Um, to, to Suivra is heading to Brisbane. Um, she was a crack at $75,000. So yeah. some of those buys are all heading to Queensland for the carnival, bargain buys. Yeah, New Zealand has historically been a, a great place for value, um, whether it be both standard bread or thoroughbred, to be fair. Um, we've, we've got a fantastic record through our, uh, through our sales at Caraca, and I think it's testament to the breed. And, and a lot of it, I think, comes back to the way they're raised here in New Zealand. You know, we're, we're blessed and in a number of places here throughout New Zealand, the fact that we just we can grow grass, you know, um, and those beautiful lush green pastures do wonders for young horses. So uh, we're very lucky in that respect. Yeah, it's a really good sale. It happens uh, tomorrow week over in uh, the North Island, Auckland, Caraca. And as I mentioned, there's half a full of relations to those solid Queensland performers, a few others. Mickey Montana, Chase Auckland, Ideal Agent, Jack Macal, the wise guy, Paul the other leg who's flying in Melbourne, and Mel Zadell, who's been competing in the uh, Oaks and Derbies, the trotting features in Sydney over the past fortnight. Half a full of relations to all of them. So a lot to look forward to. Cambrai from... NZB Standard Bread. Really appreciate the time and best of luck next week. Good on you. Thank you, boys. Here's Cam Bray. So you can find out more details, Steve. He said it's very easy. So you've just mm. got to go to nzbstandardbread.co.nz. You'll be able to find that catalogue. You'll be able to get yourself registered. And if you can, get over there. Because as I said, that sale takes place on the Thursday, Auckland Cup night on Friday night. And then you can have a a day or two uh, across the weekend just in Auckland where you can come home, but it uh, might be worth the trip mm. uh, to Auckland just for those couple of days. I'll, co- I'll cross to you next Thursday. We just dead air. There'll be <laughs> silence. <laughs> You'll be there salivating <laughs> over a catalogue. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Darren Clayton would love that sort of stuff as well. Good morning. Yeah, morning, Steve. Chris, I sure would love a carnival and love a the atmosphere that goes around the sales when they're done right. So, mm. What we should yeah. do is an exercise, something a bit different. Chris, I want you to go through yep. the catalogue. Before the sale next week, I want yep. you to say if you were loaded up or you're going to buy, pick two sure. two lots. Yep. And what we'll do, we'll follow their careers for the next couple okay. of seasons, see where they end up, see how you go. How about that? Yep. See if I'm a good judge or not. Yeah, and we'll keep putting it updates on social media. But <laughs> if they go no good, I might go a bit quiet. But how about we do that? Pick out two and we'll follow right. their progress. How much they sell for, who they end up with in their progress over the next couple of years. See how good you are. Right on. All right. I'm There's on the a, job. I know the family, the father-in-law's involved in, in bloodstock, isn't he? So yep. he'll be giving you a few tips. Yep. Anyway. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Darren, you must be excited about the weekend. Yeah, it's all starting to, to ramp right up. We've, we've had a, a good weekend last weekend. We, we saw the good horse come back and then we've got uh, the Q-bred the breeders there in action this Saturday night. So looking forward to, to sinking the teeth into those races. So it's all starting to heat up, that's for sure. Which final are you most looking forward to this week? Oh, geez, that's a, that's a tricky question, Chris, because they've all got their own merits. Um, I think the three-year-old Colts and Geldings race is probably going to be a little bit uh, stronger than you got for, for real life drawn out in gate seven. So that certainly opens the race right up, um, especially these 
these Qbred breeders are only over the mile. When we get to the triad, mm. they're over the 2100. So um, we know Trent Dawson's an aggressive driver for real life, so a go-forward horse, but, geez, it makes it tough for him out there. And Apollo Dreams, he's a really nice horse. Geez, that was a good win of his last start. And then throwing the mix free thinker, he took, in, took on one of those trot rods races last week and I gave him no chance of crossing from outside the front line there at Redcliffe. He was in front just after the winning post. So, um, you know, gate, gate five, does he get lit up early and try to be the first to the peg? So certainly sets that up for a really good race, that three-year-old um, Colts and Gildings. I think the Phillies race... Probably pretty wide open. Um, talk well, dual melody is the interesting one because they've yeah. obviously had a change in plan. Because I, I was given mail a couple of weeks ago, they'll go to spell her and aim towards the oaks and then the triad, but they've obviously factored in this race and here she is lining up. But she's got to overcome gate number eight, yeah, and talk like motion. So I guess that um, makes it interesting there if they want to hold the lead on talk like motion. Well, then that gives dual melody probably. Uh, a really big hope because outside of, of talk like motion on the front line there's probably nothing really that can um, you know is a real noted death seat horse so um, you know that would set it up that Jill Melody gets her chance but it also sets it up that talk like motion Shane Graham can perhaps just pinch it in front stack them up and and just have to sprint a quarter so um, that's an interesting one. Um, as is probably a two-year-old Phillies final. We saw Better Collect win on debut. She was really impressive. She had trialled really well, came out and got it done pretty easily at Redcliffe um, at her first race appearance. And then you've got Moore Sass, who's back from that New South Wales campaign. You've got Riley Rainbow, who's unbeaten. And then throw in the mix this David Thorne uh, Philly that he's had the rap on and you've spoken to him about that on air previously Chris Ever Art and uh, Nathan Dawson looks like he's picked up picked up a pretty handy drive on that uh, on that Philly if he if he opts to stick with her so um, she's drawn to the second line Riley Rainbow outside the second line in 11 so I think that's going to be probably in terms of a contest pretty exciting. Mm. Uh, the two open races Saturday night, uh, plenty of appeal there. The mares open that that sets up to be a really good clash there with some informed mares. And the other open, the uh, the open pace, uh, turn it up back in action, drawn front row over a mile. So does he just scoot across and and put these to bed quickly? Yeah, that that probably looks the the most uh, the most logical pattern. Chris, he's drawn gate six. He's he runs the arm so hard. We know it's pretty much just a left-hand turn and he'll be in front. I can't see anything there to his inside really being able to hold him out. And I guess from there, as it always does, it then just presents the options. Should they want to look at a trail, well, then um, that's on offer. There's probably no horse that they really need to tra take a trail on. So from the front, he can just um, do it do it as he pleases there. Um as for the mares, well, that's a, a really intriguing contest. Like we mentioned, you've got Uptown Beach Girl, who, um, you know, arguably the, the best mare in Queensland. You've got Red Tricks, who's put four together in a row, drawn one gate to inside. And then you've got the returning um, four-year-old mare now, um, dominant juvenile Cat King Cole down in gate two. Was really good first up from that long break, was able to win. Um, she gets gate two, so she gets the first call you would expect in, in getting across to the pegs. So, um, 
it's going to be a, a really good race. Another intriguing one, tactic-wise, over the mile, with probably the, the best two in terms of winning form at the moment. Both got four successive wins to their name. Red Tricks in five, Uptown Beach Girl in six. Yeah, so it's a good card there on Saturday night. We'll talk more about that on Friday morning. 11 in total, 5.12 start time. Hey, just a couple of other interesting points of news. Uh, tonight at Bathurst, and I know you take particular interest being a former Bathurstian, but South Coast Arden makes his uh, Australian debut for the Fitzpatrick Stable in race three tonight, coming off some really good trial form. He's going to start very short. So uh, it'll be very interesting to watch him go around, never ending the reigning two-year-old of the year. Uh, he was able to win again last night over at Gloucester Park, so I think that's two for two now for him. And Nathan Dawson, you highlighted this yesterday, win number 150 was registered yesterday. So he is, um, well, he's not slowing down. He had five on Saturday night and a treble again yesterday. <laughs> he just, uh, it's the old saying, give him a broomstick, he'd win on that. But not only that, like... He's, they're winning at prices too. He's not just getting favourites. So 150 got bought up with Naughty Naughty yesterday in the trot. He paid $34. It ended up jumping mm. out at the fixed price with the tab. So, you know, he's not just... Um, and one of his five on Saturday night, Bomb Suit, I think, was about $20 as well. So um, he's just he's just going to another level. So I think it was 86 days for the first 100. I think the next 50 was recorded either 49 or 50 days pretty much a winner a day since he's 100 so we're not even we're i think yesterday was exactly four and a half months into the year so effectively into the season and he's driven 150 and no other driver in the states or in the country's got to 100 yet so uh, absolutely low flying and south coast arden he'll be right at home at bathurst tonight he'll be he'll be feeling those um like he's at home <laughs> there and it's been absolutely brutal down in Bathurst the last few days. I was just talking to a few people this morning down there and um, I can see why Bernie Hewitt might have changed his plans and come up early with dual melody because uh, mm. it hasn't been pretty at all down there. But, um, yeah, he, he's off a long spell, South Coast Arden, but, yeah, inside the second line, no favours there. But uh, he does look to have a, a huge class advantage on his rivals. Yeah, absolutely. And just from the trials this morning in Sydney, uh, Spirit of St. Louis was able to win a stand-start trial. There's only two in it, so they were just there for the stand-start practice. Spirit of St. Louis down in Can't Find a Better Man, and they got home in 25.6. So let's focus on tonight. Redcliffe, uh, Darren, we've got 10 races. We kick off at 4.54. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I think we need to be a little bit patient. Uh, I'm liking race eight, horse number one, Mad Eye Reactor. Um, hasn't had much luck from the barriers. He did get a good gate a few runs back at Albion Park, but he's probably much better suited at Redcliffe. Last time he drew well at Redcliffe, he drew gate one, and he was a winner on that occasion. Similar type field to what he meets tonight. Um, I think taking a trail probably looks the, the right play but he does have enough speed that he hold up should Jonah Hutchinson want to and I think he gets every opportunity in that race race eight horse one Matai Reactor 320 with tab fixed price right now what else takes your fancy yeah I think if we look a little bit earlier in the card and race number um, three it's horse seven little change Loves the, the tuck-away run, which he's going to get here. Follows out a good beginner in Arnold Street. Um, 
He's won two of his past three, and there been when he's been tucked in behind the speed. Looks the perfect pattern again tonight. Just gets to the passing lane, and he can make it three from his last four. Race three, horse seven, little change. Okay, 3.30 currently with Tab. What about the Tab main quaddy races five, six, seven, and eight? Numbers, please. First leg I thought was uh, probably a little bit trickier than what the market's suggesting, Chris. Um, I've got number um, number three, Dinosaurus Rex, on top. Um, he's going well enough. One last start was pretty unlucky second up. Um, the other one there that I've got in there is that's in a hurry. It's at massive odds, but um, good gate speed, man. Does her best work in front, so if um, they can get her to the front early on, I reckon she's a, a, a really good knockout hope at massive odds. Short leg Sue's going to get tucked away, which will make it tough for her. Um, Mr. Woodport, number eight, uh, he can follow through early if they go forward on Dats in a hurry. And then the favourite, forgive me, um, I was sort of a bit prepared to take her on out in gate five, but for the purpose of the quaddy, we will throw her in. So that's uh, two, three, five, seven, eight, the opening leg. The second leg, um, interesting one here. We've got two mares lining up out of the same former feature mare, Abby Tiara. Tinsel Tiara draws gate one. I think that's enough for her to, to get her first Queensland win on the board. Throw in number five, Batman Bart. Um, he'll probably be up eyeballing Tinsel Tiara or perhaps getting to the front. And Abby Diadema, the other Abby Tiara um, mare in the field, she has start 100 tonight. Um, gets the right sort of trail through and if there's pressure on she's one that can certainly finish over the top so we'll go one five nine third leg um i thought uh, this was a really good opportunity for atomic pete to finally get a breakthrough he's been going really well um just he gets that gate six as a result of his manners he just sort of can't seem to work it out early on but uh he'll be thereabouts throw in number one taste of diamonds so we'll go one and six and the last leg, happy to bring it home with number one, Mad Eye Reactor, the best bet. Thought he gets every opportunity. Okay, so those quality numbers tonight would play wide in that first leg. Two, three, five, seven, eight. Second leg, one, five, and nine. Third leg, one and six. And the best bet is race eight, number one. So we bring it home with that uh, solid runner there, Mad Eye Reactor. So that's how we play the quality best bet. Race eight, number one, Mad Eye Reactor. Three ten, uh, three twenty with tab fixed price right now. And the other one that Darren likes is race three, number seven, little change and it's 330 with tab fixed price so all in all we should be able to uh, get something in our pockets tonight darren yeah hopefully and uh, a little bit different this week we'll have albion park thursday so we won't be able to to uh, parlay it into something at redcliffe thursday we've got to wait till friday afternoon for redcliffe and uh yeah just one other thing i'm not sure whether you've already briefed it in your news notes in the past week or so chris but um her name you brought up there when you were going through those horses from New Zealand Sales Relations. Hello, Jolene, Jolene, now with Maddie Craven. Okay, there you have it. Maybe uh, patience is uh, no longer out. there. <laughs> <laughs> the patience was a hell of a lot uh, more than I would have established there. Cause yeah, I boy, think most boy, would agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, a mare that's got an enormous amount of ability, but, uh, yeah, manners extremely lacking. All right, well, there you go. Matty Craven, now the trainer. Hello, Jolene, Jolene. That is mobile rolling this morning, Steve, for this Wednesday. We've got plenty coming up tomorrow. A couple of really good guests tomorrow, so a lot to talk about. It's another big weekend of harness racing action. So I'm keen to chat with uh, one of these uh, guests in particular because he may have to make a really big decision soon. So 
We'll, uh, we'll pose the question if he was sort of forced into a corner right now, which one would he go with? I'd love to see what answer he comes up with. It won't be an easy call, but he'll join us tomorrow. So uh, looking forward to that chat.